0: For people wanting to get more into this stuff, I reckon just don't take it seriously. So I think we can get caught up in, oh, I've got to do something right and make it look really good. But just play. Like if you're just sort of just throwing paint around, just use your fingers. Don't be serious, but just feel and let that just flow and do a few pieces that you're not taking seriously at all. And um, it's more than about coming into your emotions through your art. And it's a very healing process.
1: This is Super Fast Business with James Shranko. James Helping you build your business super fast. James Schramco here. Welcome back to Super Fast Business. This is episode 698. And this might be one of the weirdest episodes I've recorded for a very long time. And today, I brought my guest, Guy Soam. How are you, Guy? G'day, mate. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing great. You uh, have a particularly fond place in my heart. We have a long history. I remember you came to one of my very first online events. It was over a decade ago. And after the event, you were sort of hanging out with me and a few other people. And then I asked you if you wanted a lift. And you said, sure. Now, for our overseas listeners, that means a ride. And then I said, while we we're driving, where do you want to go? And you said, um, well, I don't really have anywhere to go. So, if it's okay, if I could just sleep on your couch tonight, that would be great. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know who this guy is, but he looks kind of uh, hippie, shall I say. And um, you were like my pre-Ezra exposure to people of a more gentle nature. And you had dreadlocks and cool threads. And I think you'd been doing music gigs for soul festivals and you had... Art, And I think you showed me some prototype fins that one of your friends was working on at the event. So, you had a really interesting style. And anyway, you did stay the night and nothing bad happened, which was great. We've stayed in touch ever since. We've had some fascinating conversations. Sometimes when I speak to you, you tell me that your face is hurting so much because you've been smiling that much. Uh, that your face is literally hurting. And I thought it'd be really good to talk about some of the things that you've become an expert in over the last decades. And that is, it seems to be around topics related to joy and peace and love and fun and art. You go out into these little retreats, you go wandering off into the bush You meet complete strangers, you uh, open yourself to dramatically different experiences to the average person, and I think we could learn a lot from some of the insights you have.
0: Oh, thanks, James. What an introduction.
1: Well, certainly a unique introduction. I haven't had a guest just like you. We've had some people closer to your circle, and you've always commented on those. You're the first one to put a comment on the blog, and you really dig it, and That's always been encouraging. But I'd love to see where you can take this and what sort of things do you think people in our community could learn from because you know the people in our community. You help me at my live events each year as part of the team. You're running the tracks. You select the music tracks that we play during the event and during dinner. You go to the meetups. So, you know our community quite well. What sort of things do you reflect on when you merge with our digital people? And also, you know, it's worth noting, sometimes when you send me messages, you say, you know, let's arrange a time to chat because I'll have to go, you know, where there's coverage because you don't spend a lot of time on social media, for example, compared to the average online marketer.
0: Very true. It can be seven months sometimes between checking out Facebook. And I find the community, like you're saying, is just so incredible. Like just coming to your gatherings and the people I've met and they're just so genuine and wholesome and driven and and motivated. And. Yeah, I've really enjoyed being a part of what you've created here with your
1: amazingness. You've noticed that within yourself, you're actually finding that balance of it being okay for you to have commercial motivation. Like you're getting to an age now where you have real needs and it's good for you to have some financial means to be able to facilitate life. And I think at times also you host visitors in your uh, treehouse there. You're recording this from a treehouse, I gather.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a dream that I've always had and so I've built this treehouse which has six levels and every level represents a chakra and it's all made from local and recycled materials which i think is super cool and on the top level your eyes at eight meters high it's all mountain range and ocean
1: wow You can end you know the birds are chirping as they're flying past and you can just see the ocean from there up there in queensland
0: yeah i'm looking at the ocean now from the couch halfway up a tree sitting on
1: ropes when i go up there and visit uh, we go and have a surf and you body surf, you're like a fish. And then uh, you, you just go in there and lie on, on the beach and we, we decide we're, I'll meet you near the flag and I go and find you there. And you just chilled. I'm quite sure you would be able to stay there for eight or nine hours if I left you there and it wouldn't phase you at all. How have you developed that level of patience?
0: I think um, it's just all this meditation, which I've been doing since I was young, probably 30 years now. And um, it just brought me really into the moment. And I find when I focus on my breath, when I come back to my heart, I feel so good. And the more I do this, like lately, I've been having the most profound meditations, like such feelings of deep peace and contentment and feeling so powerful. It's really
1: cool. Do you think this is something anyone can do? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it just takes the discipline. I think discipline creates freedom.
1: Right. So, that's really interesting because I'd say some of the people in the circles you move in strike me as being less on the discipline side, sort of more on the unstructured side of things. Could, am I viewing that incorrectly?
0: Oh, definitely. Some of my friends are quite loose. And I, yeah, um, yeah. so I just like to um, work sort of not too many hours a week and then focus my, my well-being is my main focus. So, I'm meditating doing qigong praying doing like exercise strengthening stretching so i'm probably focusing like three to four hours a day on my well-being
1: you had a period there where it was harder for you to do normal work i think you had some physical lethargy or something to that effect and you went down to tasmania to get to some fresh air and recover How important do you think that is in terms of general society? Do you think a lot of people are sort of a little bit too stressed out and it could have long-term impact with their health?
0: Definitely, yeah. Well, I got to the point where I was promoting all of the major alternative festivals in uh, Eastern Queensland. So I had all the best sort of festivals that I was the promotion person for. And then my mum got cancer and I looked after her and then I did a blockade to stop the fracking and I pretty much couldn't walk. For about seven months I had to use crutches because I had severe adrenal fatigue and post-traumatic stress. So I kind of burnt myself to the ground, hit the wall running, so to say. And so yeah, I've had to just flip the coin and just like feel pretty hard to recover from that. But I'm on the tail end of that, which is cool. And I do think people in today, it's normal to be stressed. If you go get a test from a doctor, they'll only look at you within the means of the general population, which is generally stressed. So I think it's not really – you can do a saliva test to see where
1: your cortisol is at to really get an idea of your stress levels. Oh, wow. So you can spit and get uh, detected. Now, how do you actually make a living? You do have an online business helping people who are starting out with their online journey, which is certainly an area that I don't focus on these days. So, it's um, a good fit for people who come along to my environment and have started like they haven't really started or they're at ground zero. It's probably good for you to mention the course that you've put up there.
0: Yeah. So, through... um Connecting with you and then Steve Ovens, I filmed a seminar which we've then turned into uh, modules around design, so what are some basic design elements, how do you do your basic SEO, working with WordPress, and then just ideas around marketing with what you recommend. So I've created that then also with Shalotta, who's my stepmother, who's a keynote mindfulness speaker. And uh, we've got some modules around her bringing mindfulness into business.
1: Right. And whereabouts is that site?
0: This is uh, internetmarketingstart.com.
1: There you go. So you've been able to set up a digital course using some of the principles that we've shared in our events and in our community. And that's been able to supplement your income while you've been looking after your property and doing festivals and running workshops, et cetera. How good is it for you to have that leveraged income coming in from time to time?
0: Well, it's made all the difference. So, yeah, since connecting with you... Then I've been able to then work abroad. So I've done a lot of stuff overseas just from my phone. I haven't even taken my laptop. Sometimes it's eight months between opening up my laptop even. (laughs) So it's created a lot of freedom and then also the leverage. I'm very passionate about sharing information. So I've created like five blogs and I just share lots of knowledge. And some people write on there that this is like the best blog they've ever seen. And other people like, you're going to become famous hasn't quite happened yet and i'm pretty happy being low-key but yeah i just love sharing
1: is that blog a different website address
0: yeah great awakening
1: is it great awakening
0: yeah with a dash a hyphen in between and then dot org
1: dot org okay check it out tell us about the workshops you do in the local regions where you go and visit people and you set up little workshops i think this is really fascinating
0: We've been um, doing sound journeys and art meditation, and I share with people about introducing them to Tantra. So it's another thing that I'm really passionate about. And people sometimes get around Tantra and think that it's just the sexual side, but this is actually the red hat. So if you go into the white hat of Tantra, this is the purest form. This is the top levels of Buddhism. So, yeah, I like to explain sort of the fundamental, the different paths within Tantra, because it's such a, it's the oldest spiritual tradition in the world. And there's still a lot of um, people teach Tantric workshops, and you'll ask them, what path are you on? And they don't even know. So, it's sort of a bit ambiguous.
1: Right. I love your viewpoints on this. You sent me a wonderful book about sacred geometry, which often finds its way into surfboard shapes, especially up your part of the world. Some of the surfcraft that I have have been created with sacred geometry in mind. And it um, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's really nice to zip along a wave in perfect harmony with nature on my sacred geometry surfboard. And uh these days they're even making them out of more biosustainable materials, which I'm sure you're interested in, having seen your caravan, which is a work of art. It's this is beautiful old caravan. What year would that have been from?
0: It's a nineteen fifties replica. The guards on it are from a thirty four Ford.
1: It's all Tasmanian oak yeah it's pretty nice actually like it's, and you towed around and uh, then when you feel like it you just pull up and have a little rest
0: in our little house on the road so we were traveling off on, like on Straddy, and then just all around and uh it's parked up in the backyard at the moment and we're about to go to Straddy tomorrow and then just go four-wheel driving and camp in the remote wilderness
1: and you're taking your uh four-wheel drive
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so just for those overseas listeners what's Straddy?
0: Stradbroke island so it's a little island in between the gold coast in brisbane and you get on a ferry at uh, cleveland and it's the most beautiful island it's so pristine and the surf is just pumping and just really really beautiful place with a lot of indigenous
1: culture there nice you've interacted quite a lot with indigenous people in different parts of australia What can you learn from them that you're not seeing in Western society? Well,
0: the biggest thing is the connection to nature and each other. Like the guys I've met that haven't been tainted by the Western society, are the most beautiful people I think I've ever met in my life. Just so deep and wholesome and just that feeling of presence, like it really touches you when you meet someone who's that connected. And I think you look at their culture and they looked after Australia so well, like as far as environmental conservation, like they just really get it like all the backburning and like it's one thing to do conservation and plant trees but it's another thing to stop the fires so it's like just trying to look at different ways to preserve this beautiful land
1: that we live on how would you recognize someone who's wholesome and a beautiful person like what sort of behaviors would they exhibit
0: i guess yeah that you feel it to start with you can sort of see it in someone you feel their presence they really listen to you there's a sign that they care so you can feel the kindness the compassion. And um, these are qualities that really strike me. And when someone speaks from the heart, I really feel it too. It's like, it's one thing for people to be very sort of uh, analytical, but it's another when when someone speaks from their heart, you really feel it. And I think they talk about that in advertising. If you can move someone with emotion, I mean, that's going to create something to happen.
1: And it's quite interesting to me because in the time I've known you, I think I was probably quite analytical 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, very pragmatic, systemized, machine-like and precise. And I think over the last 10 years, I've actually moved more towards the heartfelt, emotional, loving side where I've been a little more vulnerable and opened up to my community and my audience. Would you say that that's your observation of me as well?
0: Yeah, totally. And that's the real richness. Have you found that, that your life has become more through that?
1: Oh, definitely. Life now is absolutely the very best it's ever been in my life. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I definitely went through that change. I think this is really what I'm trying to bring to this podcast. It, it sounds selfish talking about me, but I think I'm a good example where I got into online business because I needed to make money. I was under the pump financially. I had a lot of pressure to provide for family. I had a big, serious job and I needed to find a way to make it work. But at no time did I ever lose sight of what was important to me in terms of values, and that's always helping someone be better off. I always had a customer focus, which is what I did in my career. I still brought that online, and that's the thing that befuddled me when I came online. A lot of those early online marketers did not care about the customer, and they would slash and burn and push and push to these poor prospects and wear them out. And over time, a lot of them have fallen by the wayside. And as I've gotten more confidence, I've built up a time and a financial surplus and a relationship surplus now of my peers and family and friends. Life is just so much easier. Uh, it's more enjoyable. It's better. And I've done that by having good values the whole time, but also opening up more. I'm, you know, I don't think I would have spoken to Guy about joy, peace, love, or fun 10 years ago. It would have been a very serious conversation about pay-per-click marketing or conversion rate optimization. And some people listening to this episode might still be thinking, well, this is a bit weird for a business podcast. However, if you look at the trends, if you look at the people who are really cutting through now, whether it's Gary V or Brenda Burchard or Grant Cardone, a lot of these people are bringing their personality to the table, they're putting their heart out there, they're standing for something, they're a little bit like Guy in, the, you know, in the stockade or, you know, putting up a protest against people who are trying to rip down uh, native landscapes, etc. I think if you bring your human front to the game, if you're prepared to tell stories or open up a little bit, it's actually liberating to let it all off your chest. And you don't build up that stress and pressure because you're not bottling it up anymore. Trying to pretend with your rented Lamborghini and your big rented house that you're something you're not. Instead, you're just being real. And I think people resonate with real.
0: That's it. Eh? And it's that, like you said, helping people. Like if you can help someone else, that's such a beautiful gift. The greatest gift is to give. And like you're saying, like, by helping others and you're creating community, it's, you've created something so
1: substantial. So let's talk about how can we create more joy in our life?
0: Well, I mean, the thing that gets me is nature. So the more time I spend in nature, the better I feel. So I find that even just walking on the beach, I notice a shift in my mood walking along the beach. Generally, it'll always make me smile, sometimes laugh, sometimes giggle, but just being In front of the ocean and and being next to her and then jumping in her and swimming with her, it's like it's such a mood shifter. So I think the water and being in
1: nature is a big one. And there's a lot of science to that. There's science showing if you watch the water every day. If you watch the ocean, you actually can elevate your mood. Definitely science around surfing. They take people who uh, have temper and anger problems or depression surfing and it can lift their mood. For me, being in the water is an absolute leveler. It it balances me out whether I'm jet lagged or tired or irritated. The the water will balance me out. It's hard to explain the feeling of when you're surfing with a pot of dolphins, for example. That's just like I challenge someone not to smile when that happens. It's just like remarkable. Or I see these birds just flying straight across in front of my face with their wings Spanned wide, they're not even flapping them. They're just gliding, just slowly across in front of me like a slow motion movie. And I think that is remarkable. Like that is truly amazing. So that's a joy thing you can derive by tapping into your environment. It doesn't even cost you anything. You don't have to put a magazine cut out of uh, Versace handbag on the (laughs) cupboard door and obsess about. So it's not a materialistic way of deriving joy.
0: No, it's like that old saying goes, the simple things in life. And that's what I keep finding. The older I get, it's the more that I go, well, what do I really need? Like, I've got pretty much everything. And it's like, now I just want to come back and have less. I feel like less is more in a lot of ways. Like I've still got to maintain two free cars, two caravans, a house. like I've still got a bit of work ahead of me, but the less I have, <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that where we get to the gratitude thing, where we just get this little circle of fulfillment by just being really happy with the things we've already got, and then relaxing about that because we've already got them and then being happy about them again, and, and like we can stay in this loop of happiness. I will confess. I often dream about a surfboard that I already have in my rack at home uh, I dream about surfing it, like I mind surf it but I already own it so like I don't have to go and buy another one because I already have it and I just keep enjoying it over and over again.
0: That's so cool yeah, living the dream. And what about
1: love? That's an interesting one. How can the average person turn off some of this hate they're feeling or the jealousy of when people have great Instagram lives or when their competitor puts out a new product that's going to intimidate them or threaten them or when one of their customers is getting angry with them for no reason and they, they feel these negative feelings? What sort of things would you prescribe to them to start tapping back into love?
0: Well, the first and the thing that I always do is just put my hand on my heart smile and relax and this is a winning formula that i've got from the open heart meditation guys and it's just something that's changed my life so much and then i find my mind like you're saying can get caught up in oh that person didn't do this or you can have problems with people outside of you but ultimately if you can come back to yourself and just give yourself love and just really feel your heart and just keep coming back to smiling it's amazing what happens. Like you do this for 20 minutes, you get high from it.
1: Wow. So put your hand on your heart, smile and relax for 20 minutes. Yep. Nice. I've heard someone say a technique of thinking about three things you're grateful for before you launch into your critique. <laughs> and it's pretty hard to after that because uh, there's other factors too. Like people don't really know you when they're criticizing you. They only know the little slice of what they think they see. And often it's not even about you. It's usually about them, right? They've got their own thing going on. Everyone's got their private pain or challenge that they're dealing with. Even me, and I'm sure you have them as well, you know, there's always something in the background people don't know about that would mitigate their feelings if they knew the full picture, but they often don't. And most people don't have a full picture of you. Even people close to you don't have a full picture of you. And I think Gary V talks about that, so I want to credit him for that idea, What about fun? You've incorporated fun into your life. You love music especially and you've gravitated towards it. Do you delineate between what's going to be commercially viable versus what's just going to put a smile on your face or like have you engineered a way to combine them or did it just naturally happen?
0: More, yeah, just in the flow. So I just sort of let things evolve and I find that like when I was traveling with Sarah, my last long-term partner, she'd want to organize everything. And I found that that took away from the fun a bit, that for myself personally, like some people need to be structured and organized, but for myself, the other character type, I find that I get into the zone when I'm just totally open and I don't have any limitations and that's when I really step into the flow and that's where the magic happens and I showed Sarah when we were traveling through Asia that when she could let go I would line us up the most amazing places like we would just end up in the coolest environment the best stuff happens when you really let go and you just sort of open up to what could happen
1: well I guess that's how we met and you got a lift back to my place <laughs> um, I mean, uh, you know, and there's a decade-long relationship of, has um, come from that. I, I don't recommend other people try that at the next super fast Business Live because I'll be staying at the hotel where the venue is. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, that's in March. You're coming up for that uh, to Sydney in March to hang out and help us with the music and pick the right grooves for the fully catered dinner and drinks session, right?
0: Yeah, so if anyone has any requests, please feel free to send them my way. And um, yeah, luckily my stepmom's got a place in Eliz- Elizabeth Bay. So I've got a house around
1: the corner now, which is handy. Oh, you might find yourself some extra passengers on the way home. <laughs> so, uh, what about art? That's the last thing I want to touch on here. You paint quite a lot. You've given me some inspired paintings over the years, uh, which have meant something. Sometimes you just feel a certain feeling and you just paint it and uh, it comes to you and you've produced some really interesting stuff. And just before uh, we decided to hit record, you were telling me about a new surfboard that you've acquired and uh, I'd strongly recommended that you paint it, which I love doing online. I'm just not a very good artist, but I actually find the process really fun. I mean, I actually like to modify or update things, you know, from what they were standard. A lot of surfboards are usually just white, right? So... It's such a great process to strip them back and put something new on it and then seal it and then go out and surf it and to you know, see that functional art, I guess I would call it, because you can hang it on a wall and you can also write it. How important is art to you in your life?
0: It's pretty much my like, go-to. It's so fundamental. I studied um, transpersonal art therapy, so that's where I sort of got my style from, and I also studied design at uni with product design as a major. But I just find, yeah, I just feel the colors and I just sort of sit in the moment and it's a bit of a meditation to just express. And it's sort of the work that I create is very full of color or very deep or cosmic. There's a lot of planetary work or stuff with sacred geometry. So yeah, it's something that I've just gone to town on because I just love being creative. And one of my favorite pieces is when we went for a surf at Burley, and um, I was so inspired from that. I painted one of the biggest art pieces I've created.
1: Oh, that's epic. Yeah, uh, I was inspired too because the last time I surfed at Burley, I was surfing on my own prototype surfboard that came from a friend of mine, Federico, and he runs a surf brand called Eugen. And he sat down with me and we modeled all the elements of the board from scratch on his computer. And then he had it printed out like it was shaped by the machine and then hand finished it. And it was, and then in custom materials like carbon fiber and Kevlar. And then uh, we got it painted and then I surfed it and surfing your own craft is super satisfying. And I don't know if there's a placebo effect, but they definitely feel faster. And I took four boards to the Maldives and. Of the four boards, this one I rode the most because it was the most effective. I designed and uh, ended up with something that was just perfect for me. So, I was really, really stoked about that. So, the the art side of it is definitely important to me as well. Guy, just in closing, what advice would you have for someone listening to this podcast who wants to make a little bit of a move more towards the sort of things you're talking about? Do you got any good resources for them other than your website, which you mentioned before, great-awakening.org? What else would you recommend they do? Yeah, well, so
0: my personal blog, just my name, guysom.com, it has a lot of posts around all of these different sort of things. And I'm happy to, if anyone has any questions, always happy to sort of have a chat. And uh, we'll be on Stratty for a few weeks, and then we're heading down to Tassie. For people wanting to get more into this stuff, I reckon just don't take it seriously. So I think we can get caught up in, oh, I've got to do something right and make it look really good. But just play. Like if you're just sort of just throwing paint around, just use your fingers. Don't be serious, but just feel and let that just flow and do a few pieces that you're not taking seriously at all. And um, it's more than about coming into your emotions through your
1: art. And it's a very healing process. That's great. great. Advice. well thank you so much guy it's always a pleasure and i look forward to seeing you at Superfast business live
0: well i have so much time love and respect for you james you're such a legend you've inspired me so much you've changed my life and uh yeah big luck to you mate thank you so much straight back at you guy thank you oh, legend! discover how to build your business super fast check out superfastbusiness.com